The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Yogurt and cabbage? Yeah, well, it, it's not an ideal breakfast, <laughs> but it's... I I like cabbage. I It's one of those things that I would just eat absent-mindedly and so okay healthy wise it's that's fair positive instead of potato chips the combination of yogurt and cabbage is just weird clearly need to go grocery shopping is what it is is it just you grabbed stuff well yeah this was this was all that i had that i could take um i could could have taken a bowl of cereal like i sometimes do but i don't have any milk and so i would be eating dry cereal and that seems weird most of the time yeah. and i've tried putting coffee in my cereal instead of milk and that's just not that it doesn't work that's not a combination not a combination i enjoy maybe i just haven't found the right cereal to put coffee into but yeah okay so you um you guys teased me on on the way in with this what the hell happened at the needle the yeah. needle for, for anybody uh, that doesn't know the needle is a local live music venue um in Edmonton here. So what happened? I, I, I have somebody this. on Friday walked out of the needle as well as like several other people. Cause they've been bringing up that there is a potential new hire who, I don't know, some concerns. It, it was kind of vague as to the exact circumstances at, to why these women were uncomfortable, but needless to say they were uncomfortable with this potential new hire. And the owners kind of ignored that. On top of that, it looks like the owners have, uh, like, during work parties or whatever, dressed in blackface. Um, and then what? there's even uh, uh, some stories of the owners uh, sexually harassing staff. In a bar, I'm not surprised. That culture needs to change totally. But... Um... But the main but thing they, that they, everybody so, is freaking so, out about is the fact that there was sexual harassment going on. Hmm. Yeah. And and that's... And it's good. It, this employee it, it, brought it up it, through Facebook type of thing. Okay. Just kind of one of those things where it's just like... It seems to me like they were fed up and they have legitimate reasons to be fed up with mm. that place. And then they just posted online as to like, here's why I left the needle. Was and it just one person that left? Or no. Or was it a, uh, it was a handful It was like this person plus like, a, a, I think it's additional three or four more mm. uh, servers. Yeah. Good, uh, it's, Good for them. I'm, I'm under the impression that it's servers. But there is also like, I know of people who are like, holy shit, I don't want to work here anymore. I need to find a job like yesterday. <laughs> like there's sound techs and stuff all being like, we're not going to work there. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, like uh, Lara is not going to be there anymore. She used to do a lot of stuff there. Hmm. Well, good, good that people are standing up. Um, it's, it's good that this is happening in a prominent venue and not just some, I mean, I hate to say it, but a venue like Rendezvous, which is a much smaller, um, local venue wouldn't have the same media attention. Um, cause this is in all this me too campaign, um, that's been going on. This wasn't even intended no, as no, me too. No, I, I, I know, but, but like the, the last, the last year, it, 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 like 2017 has kind of been the year of exposing this bullshit, sexual harassment and, yeah. and right. And so it's good that this is happening in a, cause I mean, like bars are probably the worst collection of this kind of behavior. 
right? right? Because you're adding alcohol to people who are already predisposed to treat women poorly, let's say. Um, and I, and, and I, having worked in bars, I know exactly the kind of thing that, that happens in there. And, and I mean, I haven't worked in a bar in almost 20 years, but I don't imagine things have gotten better because it's never been talked about. Yeah. Right. Well, bars always seem to me like a place where that kind of behavior was rampant mm-hmm. and accepted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's great hearing that this bar is like, uh, it's been interesting watching their, their Facebook score. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause like the Facebook reviews, they had like pretty high, like yeah. 4.9, like almost five stars. Right. In the past day that has dropped to the last I checked 2.3. Crazy. Um, the one star reviews now almost double the five star reviews. It is nuts. Yeah. Which I mean, it's great to hear that that's happening. Although I hope, I hope in some way that, um, this is going to be a long time to, to change the culture. Right. But I hope in some way that this can, this can both have a major effect, Mm -hmm. but also, keep the venue open for the music community right um because the 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 bar industry needs to change that's that's obvious yeah any woman that's even just gone to a bar has has seen that guys are probably pretty oblivious to it but yeah um but any woman that's gone to a bar knows how bad they are um but then you don't want the music venue to close just because ownership or management or, or even just male staff members are idiots. Well, right. You know, there's definitely a part of me that's like, fuck, I don't want that place to close. Cause I got buddies who rely on that place to make a living. Exactly. Right. You know, like there's, it's uh but at the same time, I don't want those people in charge to be in charge anymore. And like, how do you, how do you rectify that? Like someone would has to come by with like a bunch of money and be like, you guys are gone and, and buy them all out. Something like that. Right. And I think it's all the owners have to be bought out for this particular place. Cause well, and, and, and it, it behooves, do you know if, do you know if ownership was actually implicated in this? Uh, this lady did, mention a particular moment with her uh, of with one of the owners and then there have been stories of other um, ladies coming forward and saying that the other owners are not as as great they're not clean either yeah well they're not clean by the fact that they've been ignoring the shit sure that's been going on Uh, I even saw a like through watching the one star reviews and stuff, I actually even saw a one star review from 2016 accusing uh, members really? of this same kind of behavior. So, like, no kidding, it hey, has existed for a long time. That's nuts, man. I mean, I feel like it's nuts that it's 2017 and and we haven't dealt with this as a society, right? Yeah. It's... Um, I mean, I'm glad that it's blowing up as much as it is and we're getting, making sure that those people are being dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be years before it's fixed, but. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's nice to, Yeah, it's like the, it's like kind of the explosion of cleaning out everything. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it starts to slow down because people learn that it's not acceptable behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever experienced that kind of thing in the studio? Um, I have seen people treat females in all sorts of fucked up ways, mm. but I've always spoke up 
about it every time I saw it. Yeah, I've I've never. And it's usually with younger guys. Like th- there'd be sometimes where I'd hire female or singer or something like that, and then the guys will they're oblivious to the fact that they're being creepy. <laughs> And it takes me seeing, like, hearing a comment they make, and to them it seems innocent, and I have to be like, "That is fucked, dude. Mm. Don't, right. like, like, no, that's not what we're here for." Yeah, I I warn all of my because I I don't have a lot of um don't have a lot of female engineers that rent this place, um, and I generally when I'm bringing in a a girl or a lady to, 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 um, to do something, play something to, to, to sing something or whatever. Um, I'm generally pretty confident that the clients aren't going to be creepy. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't noticed it with anyone that's like, I don't know, I guess proper adult could be the term I'm looking for. <laughs> See, and I have, I've, I've been around, um, now granted, having, I mean, I have witnessed fucking old people being gross at L and M, right. Which is God damn. I fucking, I don't know. I'm just, mm-hmm. sometimes you have moments where you're just like, and are all old people like this, but I know they're not. It's just, yeah, they're just the bad apples. There just seems to be more of them. Because the older people get, the less they care, right? Maybe. Although young people. Yeah, anyway, um, so one of the one of the things I started doing, and I, and I don't know if I if I went through this with you when you started as an intern those so many years ago, um, but I definitely do this with with all the students, probably post twenty fourteen. Okay. Um, is uh, I go through. I don't really call it a sexual harassment policy, but I go through a, like a code of conduct kind of thing um, to make sure, cause I've, I've had a handful of female students and I can't always, I can't always guarantee that a session they'll attend is going to be with decent people or decent clients. Right. I mean, I mean like conduct wise decent. Um, and so, so I, I, I make sure that, you know, like th- that we have that conversation that, that there's a, there's a zero tolerance here. And, and if they don't want to address it to someone like to come get me and I'll address it. And if that means kicking a client out for being inappropriate, mm-hmm. then I will. And I've, I've had, I've had so many very rarely, actually never when there's been a girl around but I've had a lot of clients that have been retarded and I use that word. I feel bad that I even use that word because that's not the right word. They've just been awful people in the way they talk about things and lots of them come through. And if there isn't a girl around and I mean, it's never happened when there's been a girl around, but I just, I have to turn a blind eye because they're the client. And if I, I want their money, for one, I want the project to turn out good for two, excuse me. And I don't want to, I don't want to disrupt them just by calling them on their, their general horribleness. Hmm. Um, and so I'm, I, I don't know. I don't I have, I have no idea where I'm going with that. Um, I don't know where you're going with that either. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm sure it happens more than. Uh, than I'm, it should for sure. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure it happens in the studio. Um, in well, equal proportions to I hear the rest of the like world. I a right? lot of stories, like any female who works in a studio capacity, mm-hmm. like there have been, like, there's always like, these groups and whatever that are all like, why isn't there more females in the music industry? And then like, uh, I've seen conversations like that start off like that. And then when a female engineer comes in and says, 
this is why and it's like blatant sexual harassment claims and stuff like that right and then there's people jumping down on those people and being like prove it uh just like and that's why right there because mm. that attitude where yeah. you have to where that that lady has to prove that she's being treated poorly yeah well and and because and that i mean historically that's been the response right like if if no one else saw it the lady must be lying yeah right or it, it must have been her fault which is so neander it's, it's, it's so terrible way it's such a terrible way to think about it mm-hmm. right yeah no so i i i, I think a a studio of all places a studio where it's supposed to be creative and 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 i like to think of this place as a safe space um it should be it should be just like no tolerance yeah i mean i've i've kicked a grand total of two people out of the studio for doing really dumb things one of which was being so sloppy drunk but um but it, I mean, in seven years, it's, it's not really been an issue. And I would like to think that it's not an issue at all anywhere, but. Eh, no, that's yeah. not Hey, um, what do you, what do you think of this? Um, there are more and more, uh, female engineers in town, um, uh, these days. Like I, I can think of three off the top of my head, um, Should we should we do like a like a guest series where we bring in um, female engineers to talk about to talk about how it's different being a girl in a in this in this particular guy dominated industry? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thumbs of approval. <laughs> <laughs> the girl that's doing her homework on her phone. Um, okay. Well, we should talk about that more, uh, after the show and, and uh, sure. we can set up a, set up a plan, do some, some sort of whatever. Right. Cause yeah. this would have been, this would have been a perfect opportunity to, to have someone come in like Lara, um, to talk about. Well, I'm sure she would have right? a lot of more to say about what's going on there. Cause right. she has done work there. Mm-hmm. Whereas I haven't, I just know of people who work there and i think it's an absolutely shitty thing that one person is going to basically make it so that individual has to find another line of work well it's probably not even just one person right well it's probably it's probably an accepted the one that is getting all the attention right now is the one person like yeah i'm sure there are multiple people that have made it get to this point where it has right gained so much outrage but at the same time like all those people who are just working there and being decent human beings and providing a service like they're all out of they're they're all gonna suffer as a result of this shitty behavior mm-hmm. and, and and that's another reason that it's not even their fault that's another reason why i i hope the venue can be saved jobs whatever yeah um, right but be great if the venue could be saved but mm-hmm. the realities of it is like somebody with money has to come in and we'll see we'll see how it plays out um we should start a start a um a news watch too just to see well i'm collection of information right? pretty close attention to it because okay. you are it, pretty close to home for me so i'm assigning you this um this news assignment because <laughs> we are a newsworthy program right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah um okay so so that's a pretty heavy-handed topic yeah how do we move off that uh, i don't know move into something else okay uh, let me let me let me throw this at you have you seen the new campaign that universal audio is um is has launched no i've heard something about how if you buy something you get an accelerator though 
Oh yeah, this is this this is not one of the store campaigns. This is their um, this is their online sales campaign. No, I have not seen it. I haven't been paying attention to advertisements. So so they've launched a twelve days of UAD. So and... do I get twelve UAD plugins for free? No, no. So every day they're they're adding another another sale or another aspect of the sale, and they've recorded these cute little um, videos um to go along to go along with each day um okay well and i'll i'll uh let me see if i can play this off of here is it like an advent calendar kind of but with advertisements kind of yeah that's the idea um let me see if i can play this that sounds annoying little well it's 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 not really an advent calendar Right. And, and, and they're just, it's a tiny little extra, extra, um, sale that they're offering every day. It's clever. It's yeah. It's, it's cute. Are we still recording? We're still recording. Okay. So apparently the, uh, apparently the computer can handle that multitasking thing. I didn't know (laughs) all the problems we had when we switched over. (sighs) That was a good one. (laughs) Make your eyes water. I usually get headaches. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Like the really, really big ones. It's just like ow. <laughs> anyway, so that that UA, the UAD ad it that, it made me so happy um, that I'm definitely going to pay more attention to them. Which means I might actually buy something. Which means that it's probably working. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's generally how what it advertisements means. <laughs> work, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, are you uh, Black Friday's coming up? Mm-hmm. Um, are you planning on taking advantage of any Black Friday deals? I don't know, because unless Aston Microphones has a Black Friday deal, um, you haven't heard about the sales that uh, Long McQuaid's doing yet. They don't tell you, hey. That's like almost last minute type of things. I'm I'm sure maybe the well the U stuff is definitely known and like each department in my store has their list. But for mm-hmm. rentals, like we don't, we're not paying attention to that. We got, yeah, yeah, that, that that's totally. We fair. have Christmas to worry about. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Like I have to worry about like all the schools and being like, do we have enough wireless microphones this mm-hmm. year to like, that's the current thoughts is like, do we have enough stuff for, for the, the Christmas season? season? Yeah. And if not, what do we need? And like, w- we have to do that this week because starting next week, it's going to be like, oh, this school needs 10 microphones. And when those 10 microphones come back, we need to send them out to this school. <laughs> it's going to be a month where everybody's mad at us because we don't have wireless mm. microphones except for schools because we will prioritize schools that's fair kids are more important than adults i think well uh the long family like they have that um they will only sponsor um rentals if it is for music education, mm, right, um, things like that, um, and they're they're huge into that. That's why like the student rentals and stuff is so much better deal for people because you can pay for the dollar protection it's called, and it covers anything that would happen to that instrument. Gotcha, okay. including like the child breaking the instrument. Right. You just get a new instrument. Like that's that's how much the longs care about kids okay. learning or being involved in music type of thing. Mm. Meanwhile, regular rentals you pay four bucks for theft protection <laughs> and it only covers theft. 
only covers theft. It doesn't cover idiots causing damage. Well, if you're irresponsible with our gear, like, why would you expect that the theft protection would cover it? Like, even if it wasn't just theft protection, if it was just general protection. Right. Like, why would it cover that? You purposely broke our stuff. You know, Mackie in the 90s ran a... It might have not even lasted a year. Um, a no-holds-barred um, replacement warranty. Mm-hmm. Yorkville has that. Really? Yorkville has a two-year, even if you break it, warranty. Like even if you throw it in a river? Yeah. Uh, it has been described to me that if you were to buy a Mackie speaker, brand new, go into the parking lot and light it on fire. Come back in, you can have a new one? Well, that's not how the policy works. It's <laughs> We'll try to fix it, but if it's not fixable, we'll give you a new one. <laughs> we're going to try to fix the fire damage that you caused in the parking lot <laughs> but yeah that, that, that's how it was described to me is you could right. purposely break it and we would fix it in that two years Okay. and then there's a 10 year warranty on wood cabinets which just covers the cabinet covers the like construction or the the, the assembly of the cabinet or whatever yeah, not so damaged, in like right? 10 years if you have a wooden cabinet and within 10 years like it falls apart it falls apart it's under warranty cool not that i would expect much i mean that'd be that that's probably a pretty safe i've never warranty. seen a cabinet break yeah i once this would have been 98 i think it was 98 um oh no would have been 96 it's going back a long time. I have, I still have this amp. It was a KB300, a PV keyboard amp from the 70s. I think it was like 76 or something. Um, put it in the back of the truck, back of a truck, regular size truck, um, summer day. So no canopy, no covering. It's sitting on its wheels, facing out the back of the truck with the, uh, I don't know, the, what the hell is that? Uh, the thing you open and close at the back of the truck. I can't remember. Tailgate? Thank you. Yes, the tailgate. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Clearly the coffee is not working. Clearly. Um, anyway, so so it's sitting in the back of the back of the truck, facing back, because mm-hmm. why not? We're driving down, we're driving 80 kilometers an hour down a back road to go from, from town. We're trying to avoid town, right? Go from town back to my place so we can set up in the garage and have a jam, right? The tailgate opens. Mm-hmm. The PV cabinet, the PV cabinet falls out 80 kilometers an hour, bounces down the road. <laughs> I don't know how far, but you can see in the rear view mirror how much it's bouncing around on the road. And so we stop, we pick it up, got a little tiny dent in one of the corners. Mm-hmm. And that was all that we could see. Put it back in the truck, close the tailgate, make it all the way home, plug into it, and we're good. Oh, the speaker didn't shift? Nothing. Like, what? Still sounded every bit as. With that kind of impact, I would hope, I would have expected the, the, the speaker to shift and then the, for the cone to be seized. Right? No, it still works. Um, it, it still works to this day. The horn is toast. Someone blew up the horn. Mm. Um, but the 15 inch, the 15 inch speaker is still, still alive and well. Horns are easy enough to. to... Mm-hmm. Replaced. I've just never bothered because it's never been worth it to me. It, it makes a really cool, like high pass or uh, low pass fill. Uh, yeah, speaker. Well, right, your highs are gone. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't know that they had a ten-year cabinet warranty. Yeah. Yeah, shit, man. I'm I'm surprised. All the damage that that thing's been through, like that that I got that when I was 16 years old. Um, by the time I was 21, it had been on 
two tours, not super long tour or super expansive tours, but um, two tours. It, it had it had been back and forth between Edmonton and Camrose a dozen times. Um, it had fallen downstairs. It had um, it, it had everything plugged into it. Um, we we did a couple of shows where it and a bass amp were the only things we had as a PA. Jeez. Yeah. So we would run bass guitar into one, vocal mics and electric guitar into the other, and then drums just just acoustic off stage. They're loud enough. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. One of the channels doesn't work though. Channel one. Something funny with. A lot of things wrong with it that could probably really easily be repaired. Probably. Yeah. Speakers are pretty simple things. I, I paid 300 bucks for it from Axe Music. So you got your money's worth. Oh, yeah. And I still have it. Like, it's it's sitting downstairs underneath the stairs. Um, and, oh, wait, no. It's over no, there? Yeah, no. In it's, the corner? It's, it's still sitting downstairs underneath oh. the stairs. Okay. That's the, uh, the PV Bandit and uh, the Yamaha bass amp in the corner over there okay just because <laughs> yeah um let's move on to the other big thing did you have a chance to take a look at the images i sent you this morning that's in that email no i i haven't looked at that email but i okay. can open it up so while you're looking while you're looking at that um and your your phone might not be a big enough thing, but it, it, it might be. I don't know. Um, I sent you six images. Spectrographs? Yeah. Um, comparing, comparing six different monitor placements down in the control room. I finally decided instead of spending money on on different monitors, because I was last week I was talking about looking at Oratones, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm still, still considering that, but I decided instead to just move speakers around until, until I found something that seemed to accomplish what I wanted. And what I wanted was more clarity in the mid range, right? So setting the focals on their side, did that? It did. It, it created other problems but it made a more drastic i mean and like i said i tried six different six different positions um mm -hmm. uh, sacrificed one of the computer screens um to to be able to get them closer to the middle um and played with played with height and and so i used the uh i set up a ksm32 which is one of the most flat mics that i have Okay. Not perfect by any means, right? Right. Um, I set that up approximately where my forehead should be in what I believe to be my my ideal listening spot. Okay. Right. And and I and I just kept that there about about this high compared to my sitting position. I know people on the radio can't. It was you know about forehead level. Okay. And and I just I I moved these speakers around trying to find their ideal ideal positioning and what became really evident was typically i've done like the outside of the console um i've, I've had the two I've, typically i've had the two speakers set up kind of on the edge of the console facing in mm -hmm. right and then the two computer screens in the middle and I can't get any closer. What I found was that very outside position mm -hmm. was the worst. Was the it, it tested with the pink noise anyway? It tested the least, or it had the most um, most spots where there was missing information, right? right? Um, which nulls or something, mm -hmm. right? Um, the the inside of that spot, so. I don't know what is that eight inches from the edge of the console and, and again aimed in was the most accurate but typically had this this um one to 1.5 k dip where there was it was definitely low in that area 
Okay. Right. And the focal sounded best there. Um, and so my, my tendency was to leave them there and, and the focals had the most, they had the most high frequency information at that spot. Okay. Um, and they seemed the most balanced there. Um, but there was also, I also was able to like sacrifice one of the computer screens and move the monitors closer in, but because, and the only reason, the only reason, um, the focals are on their sides is because, um, of the height of the stands that I had that I could mount behind the console to get them to get them to actually sit behind the console. I, I couldn't make those stands shorter without doing some woodwork and I didn't want to get into the woodwork cause I'm just testing. Right. Um, so that, that kind of inside inside position mm-hmm. had so much extra mid range, everything below 2k. And I don't know, what was it? Um, uh, below 2k and above, above, uh, I think above 400 had so much extra, extra clarity and, and detail, um, and exposed all this honkiness. And so I was really, really excited about that, but it sounded awful. It just sounded awful. It really did. Um, anyway, so, so I tried, I tried the, the Focals and the Neumanns Mm. In each of these positions, trying to figure out what's the best, which is the best compromise. Right. Right. Um, did some research on the, uh, on the, on each cabinet, whether it can be on its side or not. Cause a lot of, um, there's a lot of discussion about how the, the cabinet design allows for, or doesn't allow for it resting on its side. Yeah. I've, I've read some of those debates. Right. Like the NS10 people argue as to if it's best on its side or upright and it's designed to be upright, but a lot of people say that on its side, it does what everybody likes about that Mm -hmm. speaker better, which is sound like shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and, and the, so the, 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 the Focals, the CMS series, they've actually been designed to be on their side or upright. Right. Um, even right in the manual, they recommend, they recommend here's how to set them up. If you put them on your, on their side, or here's how to set them up. If you put them upright, the folk, uh, the, the Neumanns, the KH one twenties, apparently they're not meant to be on their side. They're meant to be up and down. Mm-hmm. And they had, they had a similar frequency response, um, to the Neumanns when they were on their sides and raised up, but more, more nulls is, is that the right term a null null would be like dips and yeah so the so the so the the um the neumanns had more nulls now the biggest issue with that kind of inside inside position with the speakers on their side is 2.5 to 3.5 k there's all you can't it's almost not existent there and what i think that might be is is some phase issue at the crossover point, because I think they're crossed over at 3K. Uh, yeah, that might be an issue. And and that's um, and they both had that they both had that issue. Um, so maybe it's not the crossover point. Maybe it just really is the the um, the placement of them. But they both had that issue. But the Focals didn't have um, as many other issues. And the Neumann in the kind of upright eight inches in from the side, uh, from the side of the console seemed to have the most balance, but again, had a little bit of a null in that one K to 1.5 K range. Now, the great thing about the focals up on their side and up a little bit, and I'm, I'm, this actually might be an up a little bit issue is that the mid range just kind of like jumps out at you. And so if it's really honky, yep. if it's really, really mid rangey, like a lot of my mixes seem to be, mm-hmm. it just says, hello, <laughs> it really does. Like it's, 
it it's so night and day in contrast to the Neumanns. Um, it's just it, it, it's fantastic. So I, I was I was I was working through um, I was working through a mastering session Sunday morning. Um, I I did some mixes last week and I wasn't hundred percent sure how they translated because I never got a chance to take them out to my car. But I did some masters uh, for an EP Sunday morning and and it was so helpful to be going back and forth based on the reference album that they'd given me so helpful to be going back and forth between the speakers that I got to a point where each I would switch between each speaker that and they wouldn't seem as as different and they seem to balance with the reference so very well it was fantastic again um this afternoon i'm i'm planning on doing the the car reference check so we'll see how it actually translates but actually make sure yeah yeah. but it it, it, it's the the focals now are don't have a lot of high frequency and of course they're missing that that 3k range Mm -hmm. but the but the mid-range is so gross when you switch over to them that your first instinct is oh my god like turn these things off that might be a good thing though uh, that that's exactly what i'm thinking right and then when you switch from the focals to the new to the neumanns who have a little more high frequency a little more depth in the low end now mm-hmm. and and they're a little light in that mid-range mm-hmm. they they seem like they're kind of harsh and hypey Hmm. Um, and, and of course your ears adjust within a couple of minutes anyway, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it, it's so remarkable to go back and forth. I'm, I'm, we'll see, we'll see how it translates and such, but I'm, um, hopefully it does the trick for you quite a bit happier. I, I missed that second screen already <clears throat> now that we took it away, but, um, yeah. You'll get used to one. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean. That's what I have to do with the, when I'm working on the laptop. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You just have to use more shortcut keys. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, it was, it's, it's so strange that I had always dismissed the value of moving the monitors slightly. Um, and I know these were pretty drastic movements, but, um, but I'd always dismissed the, the, the impact that moving moving a speaker would have oh okay yeah and 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 to hear and and anyway so i i I read something it was probably on monday or maybe maybe tuesday after we recorded the podcast last week that that suggested um one dude it was a forum that's what it was one dude had suggested that even moving his monitor's you know, half an inch one way or another <coughs> had pretty significant effect on how it sounded. And he was arguing yeah. the case that it, you know, it, it's probably less your monitor and more your placement within the room. Right. Uh, yeah, actually I, I see it all the time, especially with guys who do the weird, let's put my desk in a corner <laughs> of a room. Right. It, like, no, I, I don't think you understand what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, you hear non-parallel walls, and so you think go into the corner because then none of the walls are parallel. But the reality is, is they're, you, they're all still parallel. Yeah, you need. No. You no. need a symmetrical room, and when you put it in a corner, you're not making a symmetrical room. Well. And, and aren't you, aren't you in a corner? Like your home setup is in a corner, isn't it? Sort of. My main living space is like an L-shaped room. Mm-hmm. And my rig is like right at the corner of that L. Oh yeah. But if I was to block off the kitchen type of thing, it's just a very long rectangle. Oh, okay. So like the, like the kitchen is to your left and the corner is to your right. So you're not uh, actually in the corner. Well, yeah, the kitchen's to my right. Oh, okay. And then the rest of my living room's behind me. Gotcha. 
Okay. I I actually all this time I'd been I'd been actually picturing you kind of angled into the corner. Nope. Right. Nope. My rig is pointed straight back to like my living space all the way to mm. my my bedroom. Okay. That makes more sense. And then it's just an open wall into my kitchen beside me. Right. So, cool. So, and uh, I don't know. I've I've done a few records <coughs> in that space since people mm-hmm. seem to be fine with what I get out of it. Right. I know it's not the ideal situation, but I I made do with what I had. Right. And 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 that's I mean that's that's the important thing I I think from from this is I've I've been I've been in ways unhappy with my control room for I know yeah. 2 years probably since we started this podcast. Um, at least the last year and I've been looking for I've been looking for ways to how do I solve I'm looking for, for ways to solve this mid-range problem yeah and it never occurred to me why don't I, why don't I just actually experiment with moving the speakers you know my I've I've been focused like I'm sure a lot of people have on I I need to change the acoustic treatment I need yeah. to change the this or that instead of just move the speakers well if you get people like if you hire acousticians and stuff like that they will do that that's like one of the first things that they do is where's the best place in this room okay now that it's in the best place how do i treat the room so that they sound that much more better and when i when i moved into that space i was actually going to have my rig closer to my bedroom Okay. And upon doing experimentations, I found that I was hearing echoes coming from the kitchen. Oh, yeah. So, like, the sound would bounce off the walls, go into the kitchen, and bounce back into my <laughs> ear. And yeah. it was, yeah. So, and then go to where I currently am. It doesn't, the, the kitchen area being right beside me, I'm probably still getting reflections, but it's so quick that I'm not getting. It's not causing the same kind of issue, yeah. 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 And everything behind me is like couches and stuff like that. So, so I got a lot of absorption up. behind me. Sweet. Right on. Um, yeah. It did expose one thing. <clears throat> so you know how the, uh, I have that, um, that half wall sitting right behind the desk, right behind the console downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the speakers that are on their sides, the focals right now, they're technically just right above that half wall. And I did some I did some height tests, and yep. it seems that that the mid range jumps out above that half wall and doesn't quite jump out at below. Mm-hmm. So I was toying with toying with the idea of getting rid of it, just having a reflective space back there. Right, it makes me ner- terrified. Right, but. Um, Yeah. Probably get a lot of reflections off the the window, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it too. So many things I just don't know, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um No that, space is perfect. Unless you believe the rumors of that one place in Nashville that has diffusers all over the place. I don't know the rumors. Uh, which studio is that? There, or I think it's in Nashville. It's just a studio that, like, it, like the all the acoustic treatment is diffusers. Well, there's a control room, and yeah, like the only acoustic treatment is diffusers, and it, it, like they're pretty small, and like apparently every uh, piece in there is a different length. Interesting. And, and the claim is is that you can walk anywhere in that room and be in the sweet spot. All right. But it is just a room of diffusers. Yeah. Interesting. I (laughs) feel sorry for the interns. I've heard stories of like how they have to dust those things. Yes. God, that sounds horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... It's a good way to pay your dues, I guess. But oh my god, that would suck. 
but and they also have interns like actually cleaning it on a pretty regular basis so maybe it's not too bad i don't even know how you would clean that because how small are we talking are, are they all like finger size yeah finger size sounds like pictures i've seen of it, it almost looks like dowels like little tiny dowels yeah. and they're all like different lengths any any idea what the name of the studio is i can't think of it at the moment yeah. Uh, somewhere in the states I think it's Nashville oh is that uh, is that this one I don't think it is because it's um it's got a lot of... It does have a lot of diffusers. This is Blackbird Studios. Maybe it is Blackbird Studios. Because that's a lot of diffusers. That is... Yeah. Massenburg Studio at Blackbird in Nashville. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that is it then. Yeah. That is Apparently crazy. anywhere you go in that room is the sweet spot. All right. I, I got to be honest. I just want to, uh, I would just love to have a big, big mix room. Just a big mix room. Big Couches. room would be good just because it's a lot yeah. easier to treat. Yeah. Um, we've been talking uh, because <clears throat> my building is for sale and I don't own it and I can't afford to buy it. Um, I've been, I've been in talks and conversations with what to do next, right? There's yeah. two and a half years left here on the lease. And I fully expect any, any person that buys this place is going to want to raise my rent. Um, and so, <clears throat> um, if it's a little bit of a, ra- a little bit of raise, no problem. We'll end up, we'll probably end up staying, but if it's, if it's substantial, then I might have to move. Right. Right. And so I was, I've been, I've been considering what to do about that. Right. And all of the ideas that I'm happy with are larger control room, preferably something I don't have to build. (laughs) Right. And, uh, I don't think you're going to get that where I don't have to build. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fully expected unless you're buying out a a studio in town. Which is not outside the realm of possibility because they open and close all the time. Oh, I know. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. I'd love to get a hold of uh, Arneel's place, um, Royal Studio. That'd be a, that'd be a cool place to get hmm. paint job and and uh, and redo that control room, of course, right? But uh, um, but yeah, that'd be a that'd be a pretty sweet space. I lo- I love his live room. I don't think I've been there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so the natural light, like big windows in the room and wide open space in the room. And then whatever, if, if, if I don't even have a tracking room, I'd be okay with that. Okay. In, in in fact, we, we've probably talked about this. My original design for this studio, um, up until I realized how expensive it would be to soundproof, uh, my original design for this studio was one big open hall. Right. I don't think he told me that. I know you mm-hmm. said something about how you wanted to do rehearsal space at one yeah, point. Yeah, I was... so. My my original my original plan was to to find a two to three thousand square foot warehouse space um, or big open space, right? And I was going to soundproof off a thousand square foot space to be live room and live room and control room together, everybody in the same room. That was the original plan, um, and it probably would have been really cool, like a couple of 
small isolation booths, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, drums off in one corner, piano off in another corner, singer in somewhere else, guitar amps, wherever. But, but I, I, in addition to that, I would have, I would have a, um, a pair of rehearsal spaces that are separated by a hallway. So there's even more separation, but, but a couple of rehearsal spaces, a lounge and a kitchen, right? Right. That was the plan at office space as well. I had that original, that original drawing had a, had a second studio, not too different from what we're in right now with a vocal booth type of thing that was also attached to that thousand square foot room. So we could use, use the vocal booth in either room or use the, the thousand square foot room from the, um, from the second studio. That was the original plan. Hmm. I couldn't afford to build it though. It sounds expensive. Yeah. And then of course this place, this space here is just shy of a thousand square foot total. So. And you made it work. Yeah. Yeah. We turned it into something really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, for all my, for all my, um, for all the ways I'm dissatisfied with this place, I still really like it. Yeah. Especially, especially when I find interesting ways to improve it, right? Like moving the monitors around. I hope that's going to be a really nice improvement. Or building a second mix room in what was like... Just a junk storage. Junk storage slash almost apartment. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Did I ever tell you in, in 2012, I think it was the, uh, the people on the other side of the wall, uh, to the east of us, uh, fire alarm goes off at 6am. Mm-hmm. I had worked until four or 5am that night. So I just ended up sleeping on that couch, which was upstairs here. Yeah. And of course I had my office ish big air quotes office, um, up here. And, uh, and it kind of looked like, you know, I, I had an iMac, so it was kind of looked like a TV sitting on, on a desk. And, uh, and the, the, of course the, the firemen had to, because the one building, they, they, apparently there was a little bit of a flame in there was a fire in there. Um, they had to inspect all the neighboring units Right. And so they had to have access to this. <laughs> so I don't know. It was like six 30 or something. I'd already been woken up by the alarm because the alarm was crazy loud, especially like the outside walls here aren't soundproofed at all. Yeah. Um, and so it wakes me up. I'm groggy as shit. Cause I've been asleep for less Two hours. Than, yeah. Or, or, right. And, uh, and, 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 and these firemen just start banging on the door. Hey, is there someone in there? Do anyone know how to get a hold of this guy? Hey, there's a number on here. And I get a phone call. <laughs> and so they, they wander through the entire place. They have to look at every single room. Middle of winter too, was a January or something. And then they, they wander upstairs here and, uh, and the guy comes down. He says, that's a great man cave you got up there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was full of like instruments and 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 amplifiers. Like I didn't keep them downstairs back then. I kept them all upstairs. And and uh, you know, of course, there's tons of storage. And, and I think I had um, because I was living in that in that tiny little basement room uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of my clothes there because it was so small. So I kept them all on racks up up top here. Yeah. Anybody that would, would, would come up here. I was convinced that all they're going to do is say that I live here, which isn't a hundred percent inaccurate, but yeah. Yeah. Man cave. (laughs) I'm much happier with what it is now. The having, having a useful studio up here. So much better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's the end of the show. Um, Considering that, and you know, two hours ago, I didn't have any idea what we were going to talk about. I guess uh, we'll find something else next week. Yeah. Mm, see ya. See ya. Early. Follow our hosts on Twitter at Two Bodies of Water. Got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R Engineer. 
like I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.